This is Verve, the style podcast, your only source for everything fashion on the internet. We're your hosts. I'm Katie Gassman. And I'm Anna Grace Averett. With a combined 10 years of experience in e-commerce fashion, from buying and styling to visual merchandising and content creation, Katie and I know firsthand how the internet is reshaping the fashion industry. We sit down with your favorite creators and the next wave of innovators to discuss how they're pushing fashion forward and break down five of their favorite fits. On our solo episodes, we get into the latest fashion news, runway shows, internet trends, pop culture. It's basically like going to happy hour with your fashion besties. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and follow along on TikTok and Instagram to see what we're wearing. I'm at Katie Gassman, two S's, two N's. And I'm at Anna Grace Averett. That's A-V as in Valentino, E-R-E-T-T. So sit back with your mandatory three beverages and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Verb. This week, we have a very special guest, Adrian Rowe at Ajorama, who is a fashion content creator based in NYC. She has insane TikTok editing skills, which explains how she has amassed almost 500,000 followers on the platform. Her videos range from sick fits to wear on your next night out to more quirky themes like what different types of cheeses might wear or nostalgic references to what different cartoon characters might wear. Adrian pulled back the curtain on what it takes to create so many unique and trendsetting concepts like what apps she uses, how she generates ideas, and how much time and effort goes into her videos. We also discussed Adrian's previous career as a professional dancer on the Carnival Cruise Line, which was so cool, and her sock top business that kicked off her tremendous growth on TikTok. So if you want to know what life is like as a TikTok creator, um, what goes on behind behind the scenes, this is the episode for you. Yeah. So sit back with your mandatory three beverages and enjoy the show. We always start our interviews by asking our guests what their first fashion memory is. Okay, wow, I've never thought about this. Or like something Um, from childhood that just like stands out to you that you're like, oh, that's the moment when I realized like I was a little different than everyone else. I love clothes. (laughs) Wow, I don't think I realized until like middle school because like up until then, I was always like, mom, dress me. Like, I don't know how to do this. Like, mom, just dress. I just remember like telling my mom to dress me. Um, So she probably did that to like, I don't know, probably like second or third grade. Um, And then it wasn't probably until like the original like YouTube beauty guru. Yeah. Began that I was like, oh my God, I love clothes. I love fashion. I love makeup. I love blogging. I love YouTube, you know? and I don't know how old you guys are. I'm 26. So like, for me, like middle school was like 15 years ago. You're right in the um, middle of us. Okay, got it. Yeah. So, so yeah, so like, that was kind of my first experience of like, oh my God, like, people are actually like, caring about their outfits and shopping and stuff. Like, I never, I grew up shopping at the thrift store. Like, my mom was like, the best at like, you know, taking me to the thrift store she was like you can get whatever you want and like to a middle school kid you're like fuck a thrift store you know oh wait am I allowed to cuss on this oh yeah yeah, go ahead um so right fuck a thrift store yeah so fuck it I was like fuck a thrift store like I'm gonna Abercrombie and Fitch like that was exactly what I was about to say it's like I was so mad that my mom wouldn't spend like 50 dollars on a graphic tee and now I'm like I get it my mom who's like the most like savvy crafty she makes everything she like recycles she like is a huge yard sailor she's just like very good with money uh which is like the opposite of me and I'm like spend 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 I don't care like I really wanted like to go to VS Pink and stuff so like I just remember like saving every penny I could you know and like going Mm -hmm. to VS buying a pair of like fold over sweatpants and like I just yeah I always felt I guess because since I was a kid, I always wanted to stand out because I come from a performing family and like they, everyone in my family like really stands out like with their personality and their talent and stuff. So as a kid, I was like, okay, I, that's all I know, like to stand out and to like yeah. entertain the wild and be myself. So um, I was lucky enough to have like a family that like really encouraged creativity and like personal expression, I guess. So um, yeah, I just like think that watching girls on YouTube who like look like me and who are my age expressing themselves to fashion and beauty and stuff really inspired me. So 
Who are some of your favorite OG YouTubers? Uh, Juicy Star 7. Yes. Mac girl. Um, Who else? I really was obsessed with like Claudia Saluski and Lauren Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. Um, Like even earlier, like uh, I was, I remember watching Trisha Paytas like before she was. I. Trisha Paytas is my favorite pop problematic queen. Like I, one time I drove to Philadelphia and I saw her perform when she was deciding that she was going to like go on tour and be a, a singer and a performer. Um, that was a phase for her. And I was like, Oh girl, like I need to, I'll pay $35 to support this train wreck. <laughs> yeah. It was only $35. I'm dead. Um, but yeah, like just all those there was like a huge group of them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I was surprised to know, um, when we were diving into research that you had come from like a family of performers that you studied dance in college and that you worked for carnival cruises as a, um, performer dancing and singing. So what age did you start getting into dance and when did you decide to pursue it as a career? So everyone in my family is a professional dancer, basically not my dad, not my brother, but like, my grandparents, my mom, my aunts, my uncle, like everyone was like a dancer growing up. So um, that was kind of just like, I came out of the womb dancing. So that was like my first love and my first form of expression, I guess. It sounds so cheesy. I'm not like someone that's like dance is my, you know, form of expression. <laughs> you know, that was like my, my thing and um, studied with under my mom's uh studied under my mom's studio or like where my mom oh does taught. she teach yeah so she was my ballet teacher like growing up um and yeah so I never wanted to be anything else like I knew from day one that I was gonna be a, a professional dancer and so then I graduated high school went to college in Pittsburgh for dance got my um degree in dance and background in photography which will come in handy later when we're talking Ooh. about skills and stuff um, yeah, I got my minor in photography and then knew I wanted to join a cruise ship as a dancer because you get to travel the world. It's really well paid um, and you just like get to be immersed with different cultures. So joined uh, Carnival Cruise Line. I was out of the on the pride out of Baltimore. I don't know if you guys have been on that ship. We passed it. We live like right next to where it docks. So we see it like all the time. <laughs> There's Teeter that's right there across the uh the way we frequent that Harris Teeter <laughs> love that Harris Teeter so yeah um and then the pandemic hit and I was sent home and I that was kind of like the death of my dance career kind oh. of which is bad about it because I love what I do now and I think it's more beneficial monetary wise mm-hmm. but like um yeah that's kind of what happened it was like the pandemic that kind of like was like nope your life is going this way you know right so, that kind of killed it what were some of the highlights of working on a cruise ship oh my god okay well I met my boyfriend he's this hunky tan Italian man with Ooh. a thick accent oh he's, he's spicy spicy he's just like the sweetest and so we met on that first cruise line like I met him a day after I got dumped and so uh like I was just like going to the crew bar which is where all the the crew members hang out and I was and like, it's separate from the patron bar exactly like right. no guests so I was like telling my friend I was like oh, I'm gonna go flirt with someone tonight you know I hadn't flirted with anyone in forever so I like yeah. knew that this guy kind of liked me and I was like oh, he's kind of nerdy he's cute he's kind of shy I'm like not really my type um and then we like started talking that night and then we've been together for like four years so oh. he's he's the bestie that was like definitely a highlight but also just like getting drunk every day on a different island, <laughs> wearing the sand and the sunscreen off, taking a quick power nap, and then getting to like jump on stage in a sparkly costume and perform every night. It was just like the dream life. I really miss it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> we were wondering what the costumes were like. I mean, did you have multiple outfit changes in a night? Was it like a showgirl type of situation? It was. Every show was different. So uh, well, I've been on three different ships and each ship has like a different set of shows. So I've probably done like 15 different shows. Uh, there was like a 70s show, which was my favorite. And we wore like crazy, like fluffy coats and like bell bottoms and like just the chunkiest shoes. It was crazy. And then other shows was like, a, we had like a Latin show. So we wore like lots of like little um, sparkly fringe and 
um, like big feathers, like kind of like carnival inspired. Um, so yeah, every everything was different. But yeah, the, the quick changes were tough. Especially <laughs> when the and you're in high heels and you're like trying to like put a pant leg on and you're jumping around. Like that was crazy, but it was fun. It was a learning fun. experience, as they say. Absolutely. <laughs> so we kind of alluded to it already, but you said that the pandemic essentially kind of ended your dance career. So uh, we know that you are now living in New York City. You had put that out on your TikTok when you were, you know, ser- I was watching when you were searching for your apartment and it was all that drama. Um, but so you're not dancing anymore, even though New York City has seemingly to an outsider, a lot of opportunity for dance. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, that's totally on me that I kind of like shut the door on my dance career. Mm, A choice. Yeah. Definitely like, like started it and, you know, but once I started making money off of um, TikTok and stuff, I was like, wait a minute. Like, even if I did get the most well-paid and it really is not about the money, but when it, when you start getting paid and you live in a big city, you are like, oh, it is about, the, like, it is about the money, you know? When it you're an adult, you have to factor it in. Like, yeah. I don't care what anyone says, unless your parents are footing the bill, like, realistically, you got to pay the bill somewhere. I'm like, I'm like, okay, yeah, like, I love pointing my toes and, like, expressing myself that way, but I'm like, it doesn't pay the bills, and, like, I have expensive taste, so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so wait, what was the question we were talking about? Um, oh yeah, there is a lot of opportunities in New York. Like sometimes I'll take dance classes, but, uh, in New York, I find that it's just, it's so competition based because everyone Mm. has the goal of, you know, being, uh, being a professional dancer for this company or like being a background dancer for this person or being in this movie. Um, so going to class feels more of a competition rather than like Mm. a class. I miss going to class and actually getting corrections and the teacher like pulling on my foot or like, you know, pressing my shoulders down or like correcting my head placement. Um, but here the, the class is more focused on the end um, combination and they film it. And it's like, I don't need it to be filmed. Like, I want you to give me corrections, but it's all about like, you know, the, the, the girls rush to the front of the room and, you know, it's all about them and their legs and they're staring at themselves rather than like, the actual like practice of dance like I'm here to take class I'm not here to show off Mm -hmm. I'm not here to kiss ass to the to the teacher Mm -hmm. so but that's that's not all classes that's not all teachers and that's not all studios I just haven't found like a safe studio here uh because yeah I don't want to compete I I just want to dance and it's kind of hard because everyone is here to compete and to work and to audition and get that job you know Mm-hmm. Did you join TikTok originally because it was a dance platform? Like, did you dance on there originally? Actually, my first TikTok was like, I was still living on the cruise when I downloaded TikTok. I did not understand it. Um, and my first TikTok went viral. I mean, at the time it got like 268,000 views. I was like, is this a lot? Like, I didn't know. <laughs> but it was literally just like some guy in, um, I think it was Grand Cayman or something like directing traffic. And he was like dancing. And that I like posted that and it went viral and I didn't realize that like people were dancing on it until like a few months later Mm. so initially I was trying to be like the next Charlie D'Amelio I was like posting these super cringy dance videos with like these facial expressions and um yeah no it didn't it wasn't working yeah (laughs) because that's not that's not really the kind of thing that you post now no not at all and I think I think the videos are still there if you like really wanted to scroll all the way back you'll like see kind of like the evolution where I was like first phase posting whatever and then second phase was like oh I'm gonna be a dance TikToker but yeah once the pandemic hit I was like all right not gonna be a dancer I'm just focusing on we're pivoting yes we're pivoting yes and yeah so what kind of fashion videos did you start out with um I think I was just like doing the trends at the time like there was always like very specific like fashion trends. I think there was one that was like, um, I'm gonna wear pink. No, I'll wear jeans and make a statement. Ah, I don't know if you've heard that audio, but I made that. Um, and that was kind of like a trend, you know, trends were like slower back then. I feel like there wasn't as many people on. Um, and you I didn't have to keep like, up quite as much. Like things didn't have such a quick turnover. No, for real. Um, so yeah, I was just posting like really 
like bad bad fashion bad trends like I wasn't really like creating my own quite yet um but at that time kind of in the beginning I started that sock top business I don't know if you know anything or heard, have heard anything about let's that. talk about it a little bit how did that come about basically I like saw some girl wearing this sock top and I was like oh my god I need that what is that and then I tried to go buy it and it was like like 90 bucks or something <clears throat> actually it may have been over 100 but I was like, what the hell? I was like, I can make this. I'll go to TJ Maxx and get a pair of socks and tie-dye them. My mom's a seamstress. Well, she can do that for me. So we did. I, I like literally made exactly what was on this girl. So just like, to clarify for the audience, you're talking about like, let's say athletic crew socks. So the long kinds that come up the mid-calf, like slicing yeah. them in half and then sewing them together. So you get like yeah. a stretchy tube sock or a tube yeah. top that's made out of tube yeah. socks. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. Sorry. I did not explain that. Um, and so I was like, mom, like, I really think that we can make these and sell these. And she's, my mom is like on board with anything. She's like, okay, like, if you really think so, like, let's go. I remember like shooting out of bed, like having an aha moment. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to sell this better than, I mean, it was kind of shitty, really shitty of me for like taking somebody else's design and selling it. But like, all part of the learning <laughs> process, all part of the learning process. And like they were in LA and they only sold like in stores and it was like limited drops or something. And it was like really expensive. So I think I was like, I'm going to market this to like my friends. And Cause I had a lot of dance friends. I was like, I'm going to sell these to my friends. I'm going to sell these, you know, I'll make a TikTok, see if anyone wants to buy them. I did. The TikTok went viral. It got like 2 million views and my followers on Instagram shot up my Depop followers skyrocketed to like over 10k I had like in in a three month span I had like over a thousand orders of these fucking sock tops <laughs> really a hustle from 8 a.m in the morning to 3 a.m at night every single day like assembly line like me cutting like my dad wrapping my mom sewing me tying. the whole family was in on it it was crazy and like my parents were like what the hell did you start like I didn't even know, but I just kind of ran with it. Um, and that was a really fun, crazy summer. And that kind of like started my um, follower growth, I guess. People were invested in like what I was doing and what I was making that day. And then that kind of translated over to when I started making fashion videos, when the sock top business kind of died down. So yeah, what was yeah, the decision was to not continue that? I or when was that? I think when I moved to New York, so mm -hmm. um, kind of like all happened simultaneously. So like me starting fashion videos and then like me making the sock tops and then me like really dedicating my time to fashion videos, but also like wanting to move to New York, it all like happened back to back. So um, I think I finally was like, okay, orders are slow. I'm only getting like one a week now let's, let's stop this. You know, I want to focus on my fashion and focus on my move to New York. Mm -hmm. so. so we, uh, you are one of, in my opinion, one of the more creative fashion content creators that we see on TikTok as far as the styling of the videos, um, the videos themselves. I mean, also the clothes too, but the way that you edit and come up with the concepts and apply trends and all of that stuff. So we were wondering if you could walk us through how you get from concept to posting on TikTok. How long does it take? Do you work on multiple videos at a time? Like, it seems like yeah. it would be with what we were talking about, how quickly things start to, or have been moving on TikTok, just, you know, left, right, everyone's kind of all over the place. How do you manage that? Um, good question. Thank you for the compliment. I, yeah, I feel like, um, my brain is so <laughs> constantly firing off with different mm -hmm. ideas. Like I, I feel like I've always been creative, but something about like, I don't know, TikTok and short form videos. I feel like it's just so easy to come up with ideas because I'll get inspiration from anything and everything. Um, but if I get an idea and I'm really excited about it and I think it's really like, oh, no one's ever done this, I will like hop out of bed, do my makeup and film it, edit it and post it like right there within a few hours. But like that Sims video that I posted yesterday, um, 
that has been in my notes app for like months. And I was like, just, it didn't really excite me because I was like, oh, it's not going to be that great. And like, I don't know how I'm going to do this without a green screen. So it kind of just like took a few months for me to actually be like, okay, today's the day you're finally filming that and, you know, checking the box on your TikTok to-do list. Um, (laughs) And yeah, like I was filming it. It actually took like a few hours to edit. Um, Do you edit on your phone or do you edit like on a computer or something? That one specifically, I edited on my computer because I just bought the green screen and I was like, okay, I'm buying this so I can make this stupid Sims video and like just to get it out of your life yeah stop taunting me and like I was like I know I need to make this so um I was making it and then I was gonna edit on my phone but the green screen was not cutting out on the app that I normally use so I had to take it into my computer download a separate software still doesn't look great and like I'm annoyed that it didn't come out great because I spent so much time like thinking about it and like preparing for it and stuff um, but I mean, it's fine. I don't really care. Like, I'm glad I did it. I think it's cute. And I think it's like unique and stuff. Mm-hmm. But so, mostly, mostly my TikToks take, you know, an hour max to film and a an half hour max to edit. But there are some where I'm, you know, like swiping clothes and I'm like grabbing clothes that don't exist and like throwing them on my body and stuff. Those can take like six hours to edit just because I have to cut out with my finger, every little piece of clothing. And then I have to frame by frame, post it or like drag and pin it to my body. And, you know, and then I'm moving. So then I got to, it's right. just like a whole, but I did just buy an iPad. Yes. <gasps> She's upgrading. Pad. I feel like this will be easy to like cut things out. You know? That seems life-changing, honestly, for you. She's what are your favorite? What are your favorite apps to edit in? I love InShot and CapCut and Splice. Those are my three mm-hmm. go-to. Although I always wish that I could create my own video app because the things that I need are never in any app. It's like always three different apps. It's like, I got to do mm. this here. I go to this app for that. I'm like, why? It's 2022. Why can't we just like make a video app that works? Well, clearly you have an entrepreneurial mind. So maybe you can make it happen. <laughs> we'll be looking for that. What, um, what's your favorite features for like each app? Like, what do you have to use them for? So for splice, um, that actually, I don't really use splice anymore, but for, um, mirroring myself, if I want to make two of me, Oh yeah. Originally I would use splice, but then I found out that CapCut also has that feature. So now I just specifically use CapCut for like making two of myself or for like making clothes, like frame by frame, go somewhere. And then InShot, I like InShot because it's, you can add um, like really funky, cool text on it. And you can add like, you can like cut pictures out and post it. You can do that in CapCut, but they don't have as good of font selections. Um, And it's just kind of like more user-friendly InShot, I think. So it's always just like back and forth between all these different apps. Does that affect the video quality if you're like saving and moving videos between apps? It doesn't. I thought that it would, but like it really doesn't. Because like editing on the TikTok TikTok app, like saving or getting that video after you've edited on TikTok with a watermark, people are like, oh, just take it into a separate app and remove the watermark. But I'm like, no, no, no it ruins the quality. Like the quality gets so mm-hmm. bad do that. And I'm like, I will not sacrifice quality. Like I'd rather have 10 different apps than use a TikTok app. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then TikTok things will just go like haywire and then they'll be like so skippy and freezy. Yeah. And then there's a glitch. And I'm like, you guys should probably figure this out considering you're like a video based app. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. But whatever. Do you have, um, like you said, you kind of just like jump out of bed if you have a really good idea or maybe you like jot it down in your notes app. Is there anything that really inspires you for like, specifically some of your like jokier videos I love when you're like oh different t- um, outfits as different types of cheeses or like different types of alcohol like do you do you get sp- actually do you get sponsored for those that just occurred to me I for the alcohol yeah I have an yeah. alcohol brand there which like I don't know if you can see but like I have this entire case of vodka there's like I don't know 20 bottles of full-size vodka which I don't I'm not a vodka girl but like it is it's a good vodka you're a vodka girl now (laughs) no choice um but yeah they reached out and they were like we've never we're a small brand 
just like a husband and wife and they were like we never um do influencer collabs but we saw your cheese I think they saw my cheese video and they were like this is the girl this is our first partner oh, and I was like thank you and they're so nice they take me out to dinner a lot um, but yeah so so that specifically those videos were sponsored um but like the cheese one no my friend was like you should do a video dressing like cheese so I can't take the credit for a bad idea but that kind of sparked like what how a different coffee would dress or like I want to do one that's like how different sushi would dress mm-hmm. or like stuff like that so that's such a great like opportunity for brands though because you could like work with Chipotle yeah. and be like here's different yeah. Chipotle orders or something oh, I, know. I have a Pop-Tart collab coming up so I'm going to be like dressing Ooh. Like- you know which is so easy you just pick the color of the Pop-Tart and there you go you have an outfit it's just like so easy and iconic and I love it. I love so she's it. She's going to be a vodka like- girl and a Pop-Tart girl. Vodka and Pop-Tarts. So <laughs> Are you posting daily? I try to. Like, I go through phases. There's some times where I'm like, I cannot be asked to wake up and film a video right now. Like, mm-hmm. half the time, I really dread making TikToks. <laughs> like, just because it's such a lot. It's just like a lot of work and I'm a lazy mm-hmm. bitch. Like, putting on makeup and setting up my camera I'm like oh my god it's just like which is such like a piece of shit thing to say because I really do have the coolest job and like it I don't really have to work that hard but I'm like oh yeah this is so annoying right now right no you do work very hard like it's not easy to come up with video (laughs) concepts and then alphas and then you said you spend six plus hours editing like that is a full-time job so don't discount yourself there and then it flops and I'm like okay (laughs) yeah that's yeah I don't want to film I would rather do anything but film right now Um, oh yeah I saw in um Mandy old loser in Brooklyn's recent article that you were featured in you were talking about how um feeling like forced to film and like kind of perform when you were out at Coachella was a hassle. Do you want to speak a little bit like on your experience there? Going to Coachella as a normal person, 10 out of 10. Well, I didn't go as a normal person. I I, I don't know what that means, but you know, but going as an influencer is for me, it was so stressful at some points because I had to like constantly in the back of my mind think, oh, this is due. Oh, you need to get the, you need to send this for approval. Oh, you need to edit this, post this now, you know? So I kind of had to remove myself a lot of the times from the fun and like check my email, which there was no service half the time anyway. So that was stressful. So, um, yeah, like going as an influencer is very amazing and it's an amazing opportunity. Like I am so happy for all the brands that like wanted to partner with me during Coachella, but I think for next year, I'm like, okay, everything is due the day after Coachella, please, because I can't go through that stress again, like with no service and, you know, deadlines. And it was, it was a lot of stress, but I also, it was my first time and I kind of was unprepared. Plus I'm like a procrastinator and lazy anyway. So it was just like a storm bound to happen. But next year I'm like, I will go as an influencer under the condition that I can post everything the day after so I have a day to like sit down edit you know make sure I'm hitting all the the guidelines and things are you able to negotiate with brands on those deliverables so next year you're like yeah I'll work with you but I'm not posting it until like the week after or something absolutely absolutely and I just was like this time around because it was my first time at Coachella I was just happy that any brand wanted to sponsor me you know so I was like yes I'll do anything I'll do anything so Next year, I'm like, okay, I'm setting those boundaries for myself so that I can have fun and enjoy this experience. Because yeah. I'm an experienced girl. I, you know, I'm not, didn't want to go just for the content. Like, like you know. You want to dance in the crowds. Shake my ass and like flail around. And, you know, I didn't want to just like only do it for the photos and for the content, which is like not my vibe. I wanted to enjoy it as well. So yeah, but there is, there's like a, pr- a pressure to post every day on TikTok. And I look at some of these influencers who are posting almost every hour. And I'm like, yes, I get that. But I'm like, I also like need to live my life outside of my phone, which is hard enough as it is posting once or twice a day. Have you experienced burnout with TikTok? 
Yes, absolutely. I think it's more like the ideas have always been there. Like I've always had, you know, so many ideas. I think the burnout was just like doubting myself or like going through something outside of TikTok that like just made me not want to do TikTok or like, yeah, I think the burnout was not like so much of a creative block, but more just like, I need a break. Like this is driving me crazy. Like I can feel myself slipping into this like dark space. Like I need to get off the app for a while, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, TikTok really encourages creators, like you said, to post every hour, every minute of the day, you would get rewarded for that constant stream of um, information about your life. And you, your platform really feels very stylized, curated, very focused. Um, we were curious if that was really intentional that you don't do as many, you know, um, come with me to the grocery store. And it's just like a vlog style versus something that is, um, you know, like that you have spent hours and hours editing. What is that an intentional decision by you? I've tried to be the casual girl. I've tried to like make videos just talking, like get ready with me. But like, <clears throat> if I don't see that they perform well, I just avoid them, you know? And yeah. I tried that with Instagram too, like Instagram photo dumps, like the casual, let me take a picture of, you know, my croissant in the morning, or like, let me take a picture of like the sky and posting that. But yeah, like I tried to post like the casual stuff and it just doesn't perform well. So I'm like, okay, my followers don't care. My followers <laughs> don't care about my day-to-day life. They just want to see like the, the you know, put together product. So I'm well, like, that's fine. I like doing that. Um, you know, I have, a, I have a YouTube blog where I like do the boring stuff and like take people from my day-to-day and nobody, wa- no one watches my YouTube videos really, which is totally fine. It's for me, but yeah, I just think like my audience follows me for like my creativity and my like cool stuff, you know, which is, it is what it is. Yeah. It's just really interesting how different creators can have such different online personas and it either falls into their lap naturally or it's curated or it's a trial and error. They've responded to the audience. There's lots of different ways to get there. Yeah, I know. I like always, I'm like, damn, like I, I have a close connection with my followers, but like, I, I always felt like I wanted to like, I always wanted to like just post natural stuff. And like, I love being super transparent. Um, but it doesn't, yeah, I don't know. I, maybe, maybe I'll try it again. Maybe I'll try it again. Maybe this inspired me. Cause like, I always wanted to do like, like talking videos and like help me get ready, you know, or stuff like that. But yeah, it's just like the, the more flashy fun, entertaining videos always perform well. So that's just like what I'm drawn to. I'm like, okay, this is what they like. Yeah. I mean, you make beautiful content, but you also sound kind of sad right now. Like, do you feel (laughs) pressure? Well, I don't know. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I just like always wanted like I always wanted first and foremost to be like a YouTuber, like talking. Mm. I love to ramble all day. Like I love being one-on-one, but yeah, it just like never worked, you know? So like, which is totally fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. It's fine. Know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I really don't. I, it's, I'm so used to it now. Like, yeah, you know what followers like and stuff. And like, you guys don't want to hear me talk. That's fine. Um, but you know, I would I feel love like- if we're like, you know how like uh like Victoria Paris, she can literally just like post whatever the fuck and people are, like, she could fart on TikTok and people would be like, Yeah, this is revolutionary. Talking about, you know? Yeah. I think it's because I don't I probably need to like build up an audience that wants to hear me talk mm-hmm. about it. like overthinking it and like I'm like, Oh, nobody wants to hear that. But I'm sure people really do because we would. Anytime, anytime I talk on like my Instagram story and like share my you know, uh, landlord drama, or I share my, um, like anything people are, I get like, that's what people respond to the most. So maybe I just need to like be consistent with it on TikTok. Like maybe once a day do a talking video and just like slowly bring in those followers that do want to hear that. Yeah. Well, it's a really tough balance of being authentic and still, 
engaging because right. Like yeah. your everyday life, people don't want to watch you just like, but right. sometimes people do. Sometimes people do. It's just crazy. I feel like audiences get used to receiving a certain type of content from different creators. Like I didn't realize until I, sometimes I don't often scroll through like my following side of TikTok. I just scroll through like the for you page mostly. And then I would like start scrolling through the um, following side. And I'm like, oh, like you can tell that like the people who are really successful is because they like kind of found the style of video that they work, that worked for them and they really stuck with it. And then their audience knows what to expect from them. So I feel like what you're yeah. saying of like, you just have to like slowly build that audience and like they will come. Yeah, my, um, my best friend, Lacey, she like, started off making um, videos just about like 80s fashion and 80s makeup and 80s recreations. And she's like, now that I'm in New York, and I'm not posting 80s. Like, she's like, I'm losing followers. People don't care anymore. They just want to see 80s content. And I'm like, if that's your niche, that's your niche, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm like, I feel you, girl. People don't want to see anything other than like cool, flashy transitions for me, which is fine. But I'm like, you just got to like find your niche and run with it. Even if it's yeah. like, you know, not maybe what you want to do. But I'm like, it's a check, you know? Yeah. So, it's a job at the end of the day. Too. Yeah, right. You feel like yourself, post what you want, who the fuck cares? But I'm like, also, you got to like find your niche and run with it. It's it, it's it's like a push and pull. Yeah, know? definitely. Every day, no, be mysterious. And then it's like, oh, talk to your followers, be mysterious. You know, don't do that. They don't care. Like post flashy videos. So it's always like, I never, there's no formula for TikTok. I never know what mm -hmm. the right is or like what I should post, what I should. So we all are out here just like trying to figure it out, I guess. Just vibing, <laughs> just trying to make it work. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think, well, so you have been a content creator for quite a long time. We were, I think it was you that found that you've been doing this for 10 years. Yeah. Like Grace. I was make trying to make youtube fashion videos is when i was like 14. yeah why do you and, think uh, tiktok has been your sticking point like why do you think that you've been most successful with short term short form video probably consistency and confidence because like when i was making those videos back in like when i was 14 i was terrified that my schoolmates were gonna find them i was terrified that like people would make fun of me and like i was in school i was dancing i didn't have the time um, and then, you know, when the pandemic hit, like I had all the time in the world had all the confidence in the world. So I'm like, I'm just going to do it. And, you know, I was consistent with it. And I think consistency really is key in terms of social media, like the algorithm favors consistency. And, you know, I think that just helped. Where do you think your confidence comes from? Um, I think just like getting older and like obviously like I still struggle and there's like times where I'm like not confident but I think just like getting older and realizing that none of this fucking matters like what you look like has nothing to do with who you are and like your talent uh and your skills and your you know potential and stuff um definitely helps to be pretty in this industry which sucks uh but you know it's the um, reality it's the reality yeah. Yeah. If you're going to be looked at, you know, online and in TV and in movies, like you have an advantage if you're pretty. And you came from dance where that's also. Oh, yeah. Reality. There's tons of pressure in dance. Yeah. I think my confidence came from dance because. Um, and just like my family, my family was always, always so supportive and just always like, you are beautiful. You are this. You are talented. You are going to be this. You are going to be like my parents and my grandparents were like just always so proud of me and always so loving and accepting and I think that just like from a young kid I knew that I was like special and talented and, and worthy so I owe a lot to them but also like uh when I first kind of like started to blow up on Instagram and stuff like just having that validation every day which is like shitty but you know ha having seeing people like believe in me and like love my clothes and love my content that also gave me like okay I can do this like people do like like what I'm posting and like what I'm wearing and stuff so I think yeah just like the confidence and the consistency you know really helped if you don't have it fake it till you make it right <laughs> I, have it, I, have it, I, have it, I tell you what yep 
Absolutely. I think it's really honest to say too, that like you get validation from, um, you know, your career online and like your followers, like hyping you up because Absolutely. everyone's doing like, why else would you be posting online? You know, you might as well like be honest and transparent about it. Like those numbers and those comments, like that really makes my day, you know, I'm like, damn, okay. I'm like, okay. All right. I do look good. I do like this. Like, this is a good outfit. Okay. Thank you guys. You know? So I think people would be lying if they said they didn't care about likes and didn't care about numbers and, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah. Well, speaking okay. of outfits, we're going to move into our uh, TBD working title name yet again, uh, personal style corner. We're just going to ask you a few questions so the uh, audience can get a sense of your personal style before we hop into your favorite outfits that you sent over. So first question, how would you describe your personal style? I always say that it's a brat doll who went thrift shopping. I love that. Wait, what's you the know? second part of that? A Bratz doll who went thrift shopping. Oh. Yes. Because like, I love a big chunky boot and a mini skirt, but like, also I want it to be like unique and like, I love thrifting and I don't buy any brand new clothes. So Bratz doll who went thrift shopping. Love. Uh, yeah. Do you have a style icon? Bella Hadid, Devin mm. Carlson, Emma Chamberlain. Wow, you just listed off AG's big three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like that would go for a lot of girls around her age. <laughs> the Holy Trinity. And just like all my friends, all my mutual friends on social media, like from all over the world, like I just have gained so many um, like mutual digital friends. Like all of them have crazy style and like crazy ideas. And I always am inspired by them. And I'm like so proud that like we all kind of started doing this at the same time. And we're all just like a big family now on online oh, family. I so, love that. Was everyone and it like meeting in real life is so cool. But yeah, those girls are also my huge inspirations. Do you have a favorite designer? See, I'm not a big designer girl. Like I, I guess. Or what brand do you get hyped to find at the thrift store? Oh, good question. Um, I don't know. I guess. I guess I would be really hype if I found some like heaven by Marc Jacobs, you know, but mm. again, I'm like, not like a huge brands girl. Like I never really was. It was always like about the piece itself, you know, definitely. Um, but like, I think now, I think now if I were to like go into a thrift store and like see, I don't know, maybe something from like, I'm going to be hyped. I don't know. I don't like this question because I'm so excited. <laughs> All good. What? was a trend that you've participated in in the past that now gives you the ick mm. okay let me think oh like fashion trend see I'm yeah I'm like <laughs> either one but yeah fashion trend is the, is what we were thinking okay the whole like summer like last summer 2020 so I guess like two summers ago like the whole like bright colors, um, pastel checkerboard, squiggly candle, like what they call it, Danish pastel. Um, I decorated my whole room to look like it basically, but just like all like the swirly colorful marble prints. House of Sunny vibes, yeah. Swirly color marble prints right now. I don't know, do you know what I'm talking about? Do you remember Oh, for sure. That girl, like everything was colorful that summer and like, Lots of like, <laughs> not me describing everything I'm wearing, but like the beaded, <laughs> beaded necklaces yeah. and like the chunky, ring, chunky, colorful ring. Like that era, I'm just like, ugh, ew, what were I we think thinking? Everyone fell for that. And then now we're all collectively like, why did that happen? But I think that's when like maybe fashion TikTok really started taking off. So you started seeing like those repeated um, now like micro trends over and over again that it really got solidified in our brains. And a few months later, we were like, what happened to us? Like we were drugged by this. Yeah. Chokehold, like the House of Sunny dress era, you know, like that green marbly dress. Bro, I'm done. <laughs> Okay. Last question. You have to choose your final look, the look you die in. Therefore, you're haunting everyone in this. It is your ghost outfit. What are you wearing? Fuck me up. Oh my God. (laughs) Actually, probably just my like casual mini skirt. 
thigh high knee high boots thigh high knee high knee high black leather boots or thigh high a little crop top tank something a little skanky and then a big fur coat like a fur trim long thing and like some sort of a hat like a y2k hat and a Ooh, little yes That's she's accessorized in death the go-to a drama look i love it i love it all right so now we are ready to move into our outfit portion of the episode for everybody listening you can find the link to all the photos that you'll want to look at while we're chit-chatting about this on our Instagram at Verve Podcast. Oh, so we're going through Coachella outfits. Yes. Or LA outfits? LA because listen, I have not left my house since I got home, not put on a proper outfit. So this is what we get. <laughs> well, you had to recover. I had to recover. Like it was just like my social battery was down from <laughs> I don't want to see anyone, but are you an extrovert or an introvert? Really naturally super extroverted, but like when it comes to like, I love, I don't know. I think I'm a balance because I live alone and I'm obsessed with living alone. Mm. Kind of person. I can do anything by myself. Like I will like travel to Spain. I travel to Spain by myself. I go to dinner by myself. Like I love being alone, but I also am super chatty. And like, I Mm -hmm. love being of people and I like don't get social anxiety at all um and like I can talk to just about anyone and become friends with anyone but I'm like so I don't know I don't really know what I am because I love being by myself and like love when no one's talking to me but also love (laughs) talking to people (laughs) an omnivore if you will yeah (laughs) I'm like I need a bat like if I'm gonna you know be out and like talking and chatting like give me you know for a week give me a week to recover and I'll bounce back you know so I don't definitely all right, so let's jump into your first outfit here. Let's get a, a walkthrough of everything that you have on, where you got it. Did you like wearing it? What was your thought process? Lay it all on us. Okay, Soleil. So um, this is a more simple outfit, but she still makes a statement. This dress I got from this brand on Instagram called Clothing Store, but her name's Chloe, so it's spelled like C-H-L-O. Oh, cute clothing store um yeah I just love a statement piece so I saw this and I was like fuck yeah plus I love Amy Winehouse um I'm obsessed with her I love this dress I yeah I know I'm obsessed with her I think they make um they make one with like Britney on it I think too or like I forget but um yeah it's super soft super well handmade um and I just was like this is the dress plus it's giving like this whole picture is giving like Johnny Cash, Vegas, like a thousand percent. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know why Amy Winehouse gives me like the, you know, like just cause she like, I guess smoke and drank a lot. So it kind of gives yeah, me. Yeah. That's the energy like, here. <laughs> you know, like bad girl, like just pulled up to the crime scene in my, like, I don't know. What is that? Is that a Riviera? Yeah. That looks like a, that looks like a Riviera. I have no Anyways. idea about cars, so I cannot help you out there. <laughs> And then I had just gotten those Marc Jacobs Kiki boots. So I had to throw those on. Okay. How are those comfortable? I have to know. They're so comfortable, dude. Like, cause obviously, I mean, you can wear socks with them, but uh, you don't have to. The leather is so soft. They're so, they're, I mean, they're a little difficult to walk in, but I have like really ballerina feet. So for me, I'm like, they're, they're really doable. Um, And the platform is so high that it's kind of like, a big surface to walk on or like you know the platform's chunky enough that it's not like a stiletto uh but yeah definitely worth definitely worth the money I'm obsessed with them um I also am wearing like a little chain belt around my lower waist which I don't love that choice now that I'm looking back at it but I feel like it adds a little something um the necklaces oh I'm actually wearing the exact two necklaces this is from my uh, agency's brand Petit Moment, and this is from Draco Jewelry, which is one of my favorite small jewelry businesses on Instagram. And yeah, this is the fit. Just simple, but like also really statement. Very statement. We love it. We love it. All right. Day two. Day two. Okay. This I'm not obsessed with. Um, oh, okay. I- Hot take. I ordered this outfit for Revolve 
the vest and the shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I was not about to show up to a Revolve Fest in Revolve. Like, I cannot subscribe to that conformity. I had to wear my own outfits to Revolve just because I'm like kind of a rebel in that way. So Did this you see a I- lot of people wearing the same thing because I heard oh, that yeah. you guys had yeah. like a spreadsheet of clothes you could pick from, which wasn't a lot. Yeah, exactly. It was not a lot. So I was like, yes, I signed a contract, but no, I'm not going to listen to it, which is bad. So yeah, this is what I initially was going to wear to Revolve. And I was like, I'm not doing an outfit change. I'm like, I'm too late. Like, This is not, I'm not here for the content. I'm, you know, I'm here for the experience. So uh, just, yeah, a little black vest, which initially I wasn't wearing that white bra underneath, but like my nipples were literally out for the first half of the day. And I was like, <laughs> Dinner, I need to put a bra on. I wish I had a black bra, but that's all we have. The little polka dot hot shorts. I think those are actually quite cute. I feel like I like outfit, those. Yeah, like I, this outfit is is cute. Like I, it looks good. It was like unique. Like I wanted to post an Instagram photo in it, but I just didn't like the photo, so I didn't post. Um, kind of same jewelry ish from mm-hmm. Draco Jewelry. Um, sunglasses are from the gas station. Hairs from Amazon. Fake Prada bag. And my UNIF smoke boots, which um, I'm obsessed with. Like, if you couldn't tell, I love a, I love an under-the-knee black leather boot. That's just, like, my thing. Let's have you remake this outfit. What, do you, what are we changing here? What would make this better in your I eyes? Would just, I would remove the bra. I would maybe add some, like, late black lacy socks popping out of the shoe. Ooh, cute. Some layering. And maybe, like, just, like, a lot more, like, jewelry. Like, I would do, like more rings, more bracelets. Um, do you tend to wear the same jewelry every day or do you like mixing it up? I have like my favorite, like five necklaces that I just like mix and match Mm -hmm. and they're always silver. They're always like layered and stacked. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's an okay outfit. It's an okay. I think I'm not obsessed because I didn't like the photos. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a, that's a tough um line to draw, like to differentiate yeah. between the outfit and the photos that came from the outfit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's move on to outfit three, though, because yeah, I'm feeling this one. Yeah. This is the mirror p- pick. Uh huh. OK, so this was for um a petite moment shoot. And I'm wearing a Danielle Gizio plaid skirt which is so cute. Um, I think the tank top is from Zara, which I would have never like chose this, but it went with a skirt. Um, Petit Momont jewelry. Again, my Kiki boots from Marc Jacobs. And just like a little, that was not my bag. Somebody gave me that bag. (laughs) A little black bag. And I just thought this was like, so like cute, you know, it was giving Olivia Rodrigo vibes. That was the exact words I was about to say. It's so Olivia Rodrigo. For Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, I like it. It was very cute. You know, definitely up my alley with a mini skirt, you know, a sunglass and a, and a leather boot. Absolutely. All right, Absolutely. day four. And we're going to need a story time of your shirt because I know that you said that was like one of your first designer purchases. Okay. I was l- listening to your guys' podcast yesterday and you were like, boo, Dolce & Gabbana, which I didn't even know that they were controversial. So like, my bad, everybody. But yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a it's vintage though it's a bit yeah I didn't buy it from Dolce Gabbana so I was looking on Depop and this shirt kept haunting me I just kept seeing it kept popping up for months I was like damn this shit hasn't sold yet I'm like what's going on and I've never ever in my life spent over $200 on a shirt are you kidding me how that's just like I'm super thrifty super not a designer gal I don't care about that so I saw it and I was like, okay. I'm like, this is too cute. I'm like, am I about to buy this? Am I about to spend $300 on the shirt? And I did and it fit like perfectly. And I don't like sports, especially baseball. I'm like <laughs> by the baseball boys that lived on my floor in college. They were so loud and so gross and so like, <laughs> like, like doing chew and spitting into this Blech. empty water. Like they were gross. Sorry. Like, I don't think any of them are watching, but like, nasty like I don't like sports I don't think guys that play sports are cute like it's just except for soccer it's just not my thing yeah she's into Italian men Italian <laughs> men don't play ba- American baseball oh, that's all you get well, I don't know, this shirt just like I just thought it was so cute and like 
I could just imagine me like going to like a baseball game, like eating a hot dog. Like, think I of the content. I was thinking about the photos, but also I'm like, this is like designer. I'm like, this is cool. So I ended up buying it, fit perfectly. And like, it just matched with so many things I already had. Like the dark denim little mini skirt is from um, my friend Chloe Pearl on Instagram. She had like a little clothing line there for a minute. Um, the, t- the jacket is actually from Pretty Little Thing, which I don't shop there, but they invited us to um, their showroom in LA. So I just had got that this trip and then the hat well I pulled it off the rack at the thrift store but I photoshopped the baseball emblem on it um because initially it was like a NASCAR emblem so yeah if you zoom in kind of tell it looks a little fake but and then I'm also wearing if you zoom into my earrings I it's like a little foam bat and a foam baseball cute oh I didn't even know she said theme I said give me a theme and I will do it we We love love a theme I'm like obsessed with these photos. I just think they're so like casual and effortless. And yeah. it's just like obsessed. Okay, day five, last one. Day five. Here we are with the leather boot again. Well, you can tell I'm on vacation because I only brought like three pairs of shoes. <laughs> and then they're big shoes. So you really didn't have room for more. <laughs> the only shoes I wear. So this um, is obviously a poster girl romper. Do you have to and wear pasties? Like, is this see-through? I need to know. Actually, it was not. It was not. Uh, but I also have, like, really light-colored nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's an advantage for you, so own it. <laughs> so, like, um, no, I did not have to wear bra. I also don't have titties, so, like, this was, like, perfect. And it's it's thick, you know? Like, it's thin, but it's, like, thick in the same way somehow. High quality. Um, She's slim thick. Yeah good quality you know and um so I was like okay all the only shoes I have to wear with this are my kiki boots so I'm like how am I going to match the bottom to the top so I just stacked a ton of belts on which I've been loving doing lately and it just kind of like took the outfit to the next level it's like kind of grungy but I also have like little pigtails in so it's like is she a little girly you know so it's just kind of yeah. like the juxtaposition it up exactly I think I might have to steal this romper with three belts thing going on here because very into, very into. And multiple belts was all over the fall winter runways this past fashion week. I think it's going to be a trend for sure. And that wraps up our week in outfits, which also subsequently wraps up our episode. Do you have any parting thoughts for your week of outfits? Did we talked about that? You, you know, you didn't love them all, but there were pros and cons. You know, I'm really obsessed with these photos in California. I'm like, I think I need to move to California. She just moved to New York and now she wants to move to LA. I think I need to move to LA. I'm also the type of person that like, I cannot stay in one place for one time. Like Mm, I cannot. That's part of the reason why I closed the door. I'm like, carnival and dancing and stuff because I was like I need something new I constantly need change I'm constantly like rotating my life my phases you know so mm-hmm. <laughs> well we had so much fun having you on um thanks for chatting with us today I didn't like embarrass myself or like say something stupid oh I'll probably spend like, an hour overthinking everything I said but that's just me <laughs> no this was a great episode and um we were yeah like you said we're so happy to have spoken to you and it's a chance for your followers to get to know you on a more personal level, which is something you're trying Absolutely. to do. Though. Well, listen, now I'm going to like, after this, I'm going to go make a talking TikTok. Thanks to you guys. Yeah. Yes. You know, I just have to be consistent. Someone's going to want to listen. Someone is Even- going to want to listen and it's us. So we will be there. Comment, like, subscribing. Comment, like, subscribe. That's so true. Go follow me on um, YouTube. I'm trying to be a YouTuber. Oh yeah. Let everyone know where they can find you. What's your handle? Uh, it's Adorama for absolutely everything. TikTok, Instagram, Depop, Pinterest, YouTube, Adorama. All right. And that will be linked in the show notes for everybody. So with that, we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. 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 Verve is the only source for everything fashion on the internet. If you've been inspired to get dressed up for yourself this week, tag us to be featured on our Instagram at Verve Podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Katie Gassman and at Anna Grace Averett. Links are in the show notes. 
This podcast is written and produced by Katie Gassman and Anna Grace Averett. Edited by Katie Gassman. Social media by Anna Grace Averett. This has been a Three Beverage Media production.